1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Kind of an emergency pod tonight. Emergency pod. It was too good. Yeah. That was too, the golf was too good. We, of course, wrapped it in a I went show. home and we came back yes, to do this. Yes, pretty yeah. much. Um, we, we are kind of trying to transition wrap-up of events to our live show, which if you guys haven't seen yet, it's live on Twitter as soon as the... We'll do it live. As soon as the coverage ends. Um, but for the for the big events, we're going to, of course, recap them uh, on the podcast um, but, yeah, the replays of those live shows are available on Periscope and on Twitter. We may rehash crossover some takes. And they may be kind of similar. But uh, it's it's not possible for us to just take the audio from the live show and put it on the feed, which a lot of people have suggested. But uh, having said all that, DJ Pie... Had a nice little break for dinner, and then we're back, and we're ready to get back to it. Yeah. Bienvenidos. Uh, uh, okay, so we had some trouble with, with the li- audio on the live show, but we got my my welcoming from the starter. We did, yeah. You came in really hot. We need that starter to follow us around everywhere. <laughs> I love that guy. I absolutely Bienvenido. love Bienvenidos. <laughs> WGC Mexico
0: Championship. <laughs>
1: Phil Mickelson. Um,
0: Man, how much how fun is it to go to Mexico, by the way? This week, I, I had such a blast watching this tournament.
1: Oh, I mean, this was like a great. I mean, not even just PJ Tour golf. This it's a weird week because there's no opposite event, an opposite field event this week because of uh, Puerto Rico and the, and the hurricane there. Um, the European Tour is in South Africa, so like some some guys like just don't even have anywhere to play this week. If you really, um, you know, like the Web Tour is not active this week, but. Man, all of the tournaments that actually were played this week, did they deliver?
0: That was phenomenal.
1: I'm fired up, man.
0: I can't remember the last... I was thinking about it today. I don't know the last time I had a week like this. I was so excited to watch golf today. You got here a little early Yeah, I did. I was
1: was so pumped. I was going to maybe play golf this morning, but I was like, I don't think I can. Like, this is too good of a leaderboard. This is the tournament we've been waiting for. And I think we probably said five different times, like, this event feels like the start of the PGA Tour season. (laughs) This one actually... Kind they did, of did totally. like a, like it was like the first really really exciting I and mean, there's been the like eight playoffs already this year but this one was different well, there's this been like 45 huge.
0: events already this
1: year this, that's <laughs> also accurate but uh, Phil and JT in a playoff Tyrell Hatton was very close to making the playoff as well JT holding a shot on the 72nd <laughs> hole to make it in the playoff Phil birding 15 and 16 to get into the playoff as well um, I, I think how many moments from this week alone are going to make Sarson's like year end 2018 moments. Might be real. like eight
0: for real. Yeah, I mean, it, God, there might be eight just from today. I mean, it, it was like it was just insane to watch down the stretch. I think I've I've been obsessed. I'm sure you have too, and and everybody else has with this whole idea that you know eventually maybe if we're lucky we'll get you know a tiger versus one of the guys from this new generation in a playoff or something. And obviously it wasn't tiger, but that's what it felt like to me today. Was
1: the second best thing you could ask for?
0: Totally. And it was it was watching. You know, it, it's. It's been such a transition period over the last, I don't know, four to five, six years. Something like that between kind of the Tiger, Phil, Ernie, VJ generation and now, you know, Jordan, Justin, Rory, all those guys. And and this was the biggest clash I can remember for sure of those two generations. It, God, it was so... Just so fun to watch.
1: Phil is almost quite literally double JT's age. <laughs> Phil's He's like forty-seven. 40, almost forty-eight. Yeah, and JT's twenty-four. I think maybe twenty-five. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and the I, most. I would have loved to have seen if it was Phil against like Rory. Like what kind of that gamesmanship kind of would have been like. Yeah, if it, it was pretty, different. It seemed pretty cordial. It was right? pretty. Yeah, it was pretty chummy, but not as chummy as Phil was with the, <laughs> with the CEO, CEO. <laughs> walking down the fairway of uh, the the only playoff hole, the first playoff hole. So let me ask you: Have you just, always just think
0: about that real quick? Just juxtaposing, you know, you had he was playing with Sharma, the twenty-one-year-old kid from India Are playing his gonna first try, tour
1: event. Tried not to say his first name, is it? We, Shabanker.
0: Uh yeah. I just I, don't know how to say it. I know. I that, can that's read it, it but... exactly. I'm going to remove myself from the situation. Sharma was <laughs> out there, and uh, he, you know, understandably nervous, slow start, blah blah blah. Phil's in a playoff. hasn't played in a playoff in what'd you say, like thirteen years? Yes, or hasn't something. Won a playoff. Or hasn't won a playoff years. in thirteen years. Uh, but he's out there, literally walking down the fairway with his arm around the CEO. You know, running the tournament. I mean, it was just insane. It was maybe peak Phil, honestly. It might have been in man, a week full of potential peak Phil moments. That could have been it.
1: Oh, we got a lot of moments. But first, I want to ask: Are you? Have you always been a Phil fan? A guy that pulls for Phil or? or is, or, and do you pull for Phil kind of more in his later years than in prior years?
0: Undoubtedly, I pull for more now than I ever have. Um, now I don't know. That, I now think that you make content now that, yeah, well, yeah, that might be part of it, but, um, I don't know what it is. I think, you know, when I was younger and following golf, I think I had kind of the same complaints that, you know, a lot of people probably say, definitely a lot of people who, you know, don't go to a lot of tournaments and don't hear him interacting with people and, he can come across, of course, you know, fake or or superficial or, you know, there's no way anybody can be that happy all the time and the thumbs up, blah, blah, blah. Um, I have completely 180 Uh based nothing. I've never met him. I've never really talked to him or anything. But just seeing, hearing stories about him and seeing the way he interacts. I mean, I think he is completely just leaned into this persona that he's created for himself where I think honestly, like I, I think the way to explain it is. I think he's just kind of bored. I think he's just done everything that there is to do in golf. He's met everybody. He's won almost everything except the US Open. And I think now he just is trying to keep himself active and engaged. And it's by doing all these crazy weird things that just keep happening. Uh, It's just there's too many things for it to be coincidence for him to not be just leaning into it
1: today Like when he goes out he's going out and has to see the camera there The camera couldn't be more in the way The fans are asking him for autographs and he turns and says in spanish like i'm not going to sign never never before Is what he says Nunca antes like never before the round. I will sign after the round but like it's clearly playing it up and we
0: That's what I mean. What a perfect example.
1: Oh, there's like I, we need to go through and rank the best film moments from this week alone, because there's legitimately might be ten good ones.
0: Well, there, I mean, I'm trying to think. I've, I've heard a million stories like that, and it's hard to share because you never know. You know, they're all secondhand. You never know which ones are true, and which ones aren't. But the one that I've seen for myself, like with my own eyes, was at the President's Cup. I think it was at Memorial. Uh, they were doing team photos, and all the players were like kind of pissed because the hats that were part of the team uniform were kind of, you know, if you picture like the hats tour players wear, they wear the big structured, mm-hmm. you know, kind of tour style maximizing hats. the yeah, space yeah, for yeah, logos yeah, exactly. and stuff like that. And the, uh, uniform hats were kind of the, the hats kind of like we, had, like we wear Imperial, kind of yeah. floppy, you know, unstructured with a yeah. small logo on the front and the players were not feeling it. Um, just, you can hear him talking to Fred couples who was a captain. You can hear him, you know, before the round or before, uh, the picture pictures yeah you can hear him talking about you know what are, are these hats i don't know these feel weird i'm not used to these and phil rolls up with a hat that looks identical from far away you could never tell that it was different but it was a big kind of structured fitted hat like he would wear every yeah. other week and so one of the players finally notices it while they're taking pictures It's like phil you know how come he they all sound like Kind of little kids. You know, how come Phil gets that hat? <laughs> Phil, where'd you get that hat? He goes, Oh, no, I just went to uh I just went to the merchandise tent and bought no. it. And yeah. He's like, I was looking, I thought it looked, you know, pretty much the same. So I'm just gonna wear this one. And all the players <laughs> go into mutiny and they're like, Well, no, if Phil gets that hat, then I wanna wear that hat. And walk over this. And uh Fred couples is trying to calm everyone down. He's like, guys, guys, don't worry, we're gonna get we're gonna get the hats taken care of. It's gonna be fine. And that to me is like Again, such a moment where I think a lot of people would look at it and be like, oh my gosh, what a prima donna. And I look at it, I'm like, what a comedic Savage. genius. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, what a pointless thing that that nobody should care about. And he just they blows it up him? into this hilarious like troll job, basically. It's just, oh, it's, he, he's quickly become my favorite player for that reason.
1: Do you think they charged him in the
0: merchandise tent for that? Uh, I don't know. He probably tipped well in the merchandise probably.
1: tent from, from oh, all the other stories. That's fantastic. What a great, like, microcosm of the President's Cup, too. Like, they're that worried about hats <laughs> yeah. instead of the international team. Exactly. I don't think that happens at the Ryder Cup level. But, um, all right, so I
0: think... That was the same week, by the way, that he he turned to the camera... It was like, yeah, you guys are going to want to watch this. Well, one. this is going to be pretty good. <laughs> and he tried to skip it over the water. Oh, that's right. And that's the kind of stuff where I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, he he's just he's done it all. He's just trying to keep himself interested.
1: That was the same week as the the gif of him spanking Keegan Bradley Correct. around the ass. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I think they mentioned on the broadcast this week about. Um, how Sharma came up to Phil and introduced himself, and Phil <laughs> thought he was media. It is pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. It's but so my funny. God, yeah, you can't blame the broadcast for no.
0: for beating that one up. That's pretty good. That
1: was good. Um, we had, we talked but about even this. a
0: moment like that. I have to kind of think. I'm like, well, now he's he's got me so far inside my own head. Where I'm like, man, was Phil was he trolling or was he being serious? I don't think he would do that to. He would maybe do that to like. He know. asked Tyrell Hatton how to pronounce his name. Who's Which ranked is like fair, number sixteen in the world.
1: But it's still fair. Like Tyrell, Tyrell, is that like just like a, a British like accent on it? Sure. Tyrell. I don't that's a kind Maybe of he's a fair just question. thorough, I guess. Yeah, I guess they've never really, really met, but yes, Hatton is lower ranked in the world than Phil is, and he Phil didn't know how to pronounce his name it was pretty great. Um, go, he went into a bush to hit a ball today.
0: <laughs> hit it was it out. the same bush as last year?
1: I, it might have been. I thought
0: it was the same hole.
1: I think I said last year, if, there, if Phil ever writes a book, it needs to be titled 338 Yards to Unknown. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it was the same place. Yeah, it hits it out of there. We it, can't
0: forget that last year when he was in that bush, he took Sprinkler Relief, right? That's right. Which
1: again... <laughs> they called... they And NBC was all over that. Totally. They, they They called that. We're going to talk about NBC, which a stellar, stellar weekend for them.
0: Big shout out to NBC.
1: Seriously. Um, and then hit hit it out of the woods and hit a fan and was mad that the fan was standing there like he knew the fans were standing there but was like didn't he didn't clear all of them out and then he's kind of pissed getting ready to play the next shot and is just motioning for fans to get out of the way he's saying sort of mucho mucho <laughs> <laughs>
0: like
1: his his broken spanish is so perfect like i don't think that's the right word to use in that situation but he's just <laughs> waving and yelling mucho mucho at them <laughs> And there's plenty of people, like plenty of interpreters there to help help translate if need be. But right. he wants to show off his Spanish. Um, man, what else do you have from what else are you remembering from today? I mean, the draining the putt on sixteen to the putt tie on the 16 lead, was phenomenal. He actually kind of ruined the JT moment for us here in the Kill House because he hit a shot that you know. The, Great camera angle from NBC right behind him, showing, like, he's hitting it into a tree. We watched the slow-mo replay. I still don't understand where he hit it. So we we rewound, and we're watching it in slow-mo of the slow-mo, trying to watch this ball clear. And then, like, we saw Twitter going absolutely apeshit and slowly caught up, and JT just <laughs> dunked it on the 77 I, hole.
0: I think uh, shots like that were a good reminder. It kind of made me feel like when we were watching Bubba at Riviera a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. when you're just thinking to yourself, man, I've just missed this so much this is so fun to watch and yeah shots like that over the tree under another tree you know i'm gonna punch it under this branch then it's gonna rise and get over this branch like i mean that's that's the stuff that just that that's what makes it worthwhile for it's me. so
1: good too to just have the narrative gone of him not having one and you know totally through now it's it's totally different when he's going to be back in contention and it's you know i don't know if that frees him up to be a little more reckless down the down the stretch or whatnot but if um, he
0: would have lost, it would have been... Again, it would have been the perfect Jeter. Phil loss. Oh, yeah. You know, it would that have been... Lip out yeah. on
1: uh, 17 that he had, was it? The, uh, the birdie... What was the long birdie putt he had that barely? looked Oh yeah, up? yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, but there was that one. But then also, just I mean, somebody holding a shot from the fairway to beat him. Yeah, <laughs> you that know, that's great. Like, how Phil is that? But.
1: Um, he also took over for Slugger White and just he did. was the yeah. rules official for Sharma on one of, like <laughs> instructing him on a drop. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was like I'm gonna call rules official. Oh yeah, you could definitely do that. And Phil just comes over and instructs him on how to drop it. Um, and then I don't know if you saw this yet uh, in the press conference afterward. Ferguson, Doug Ferguson asks him if he thinks he's going to get to 50 wins and Phil doesn't let him finish the questions. Oh, I'll get there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll get there.
0: (laughs) But that could be like when he, you know, the Euro, uh, betting thing where, you know, he could be including like member guests or something like that. Maybe he could be setting someone up for a sucker bet. There could be some crooked scoring there. Do you Um, think he gets to 50 wins? That's a lot. Seven
1: more. That's a that's a bold claim to just like flippantly say at forty seven I'm gonna win seven more times.
0: But it's also one of those things that nobody's gonna follow up on or care if he doesn't yeah. come up. So uh, what's he supposed to say?
1: I mean seven seven wins going forward. That's like JT's career to now. I think like uh, maybe he has eight. I think. I think he might have eight. That's a lot of wins. It's a lot. Of that's wins. a ton of wins. I know he's won forty three times, but then that kind of shifts the scale, but. That's that's a lot. I would be surprised if he got to fifty.
0: How uh, I always I always kind of hesitate to bring up questions like this because I always feel like there's logic I'm not thinking about and things make more sense than they seem. But how about him winning on this golf course too, where it, it, it seems like you have to hit it dead straight? What is the who does
1: this golf course fit? I don't yeah, understand after two years. I, no, I think it
0: equally doesn't fit everybody, if yeah. that makes sense. I think everybody's so uncomfortable on it that that anybody can win. <laughs> I, I, like the I, I'm surprised players. there's
1: not more complaining about the course from the players.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's, we'll get to the golf yeah, course. Yeah, let's yeah. let's Fair. talk
1: first. JT's hole out. I, I'm tr- I'm struggling to kind of think of a a better non-major 72nd hole.
0: Shout out to Craig Perry.
1: Shot that I've seen in, like live in my lifetime. I, Craig Perry was in the playoff, though, oh, that wasn't, wasn't it? In the playoff. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, Doral. I think Justin Ray had the stat that no one had ever holed out from Eagle on a par four since in the shot link era to win a tournament. Man, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's oh, yeah. He it's, didn't win, but man, that was. I mean, but are we going to for- end up forgetting about this because he didn't win?
0: I think Possible. it's kind of a I think risk think of that. Totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of a again, you had the, the you had the course. best case scenario for for forgetting about it as far as Phil winning. I mean, right. Yeah, I mean nobody's going to, you know, when you're looking at Phil winning at 47 and 8 months or whatever he is, uh breaking his drought. I mean, yeah, it's I think if Tyrell Hatton wins, then maybe we we remember it a little bit more, but <laughs> wasn't the case. Which
1: he almost did. Yeah, he almost did. JT what seemed pretty... Cool. Uh, uh,
0: spike mark or bump uh, or it's, ball mark or... Some, I don't know what that was. Yeah, but. POA. That was tough.
1: People were saying the POA was coming up and that wasn't yeah. a spike mark. I don't know, but his putt on 18 hit something almost immediately and went straight up in the air and didn't get there. It was... it was. <laughs> he is the most dramatic ever with spike mark, blades. I'm, I'm in. He had I one like at the it. Honda last year that I still think about, <laughs> um, but... I like Hatton too. I think he's. I've met him briefly. He's a really nice guy, and I. I. I think his antics kind of entertain me more than they do bother me. Um. I don't know. That stuff doesn't.
0: The more the more characters we can have. Yeah. The better. Come on. That, that guy's. Yeah. His.
1: He, it also kind of sticks with me. His uh, in the awkward reporter video, like. I forget what the the awkward reporter, the European tour video that went pretty viral last year. I forget what the reporter did to him, but his reaction afterward was just like genuine shock, like a feeling of awkwardness for the reporter. <laughs> like, I can't believe that guy just did that. Uh, maybe that weighs on me, but that guy had a, he had a really good time with that. Um, JT seemed pretty like okay with the result. I didn't didn't seem too bothered. He wasn't supposed to be there at all.
0: He's uh he's won what like seven of thirty two events. Yeah, this, I think he's. He'll be, I think I he'll think be. he'll okay. be okay. <laughs>
1: but um he was eleven shots back going into the weekend. Shot sixty two, sixty four, and I think he may have missed the cut if it was a normal event. That's, yeah, probably it, makes makes into a playoff. It's pretty remarkable.
0: There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of bottom bottom fat at these events, typically. There's, there is. There's a lot of guys to check out pretty early.
1: There is. Um, are we... Let's talk it, about Phil's putting, by the way.
0: I feel like... I mean, he was, what, fourth fourth this week in strokes game putting? And there were so many putts that, I mean, that you know. thankfully there are no tapes of all the things I was saying to you while we were watching the broadcast. But, oh, these are the ones he misses. These yeah. are the ones he misses. These And he made all of them. Right. It was he was i think led the field in scrambling or second in scrambling up and down 18 for 22 i mean it was it was awesome and and that's the difference i mean th- those are the rounds it seems like when he really gets a lot of momentum going that's what kills it is he yeah, misses a three-footer he misses a five-footer he misses you know whatever and uh, he just made all those this week, and and he's made all of them pretty much. I mean, the last couple of weeks I was, too. You know, well, I, say, I feel
1: like he's gotten better at those over the course of his career. It felt like in the early 2000s and like mid 2000s, you know. Aside, I mean, he won a bunch of majors there between you know 05, 04, 05 and 06. But uh, that he always had that three footer that he missed, and then would maybe even miss the comebacker like yeah. that. Just that horrible meltdown. But I feel so much better when he stands over a short it's, putt now. It's
0: almost like when guys uh, hit. You know that period in their career where age just kind of catches up to them and their putting goes right. It's almost like po- Phil is post-age right. at this point. <laughs> he had a
1: really good putting year last yeah. year, if I remember right, too. So well, that's I don't that's know. It's pretty good sign. More Phil is yeah. good for everybody. I think it answers a lot of Ryder Cup questions. This win. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the the year he's never never needed a captain's next, pick. Next topic. Yeah, seriously.
0: You know, it's. And, and not only that, but him in France is going to be. Oh God, it's going to be the best. Oh, he's going to be speaking French to people. Hundred yeah. percent. Yes. We need to. Phil needs to come out with kind of like uh, Rosetta Stone for kind of half-assed learning <laughs> of another language. Franglish. Yeah, but you know, Spanglish. you only need it's Rosetta Stone if you only need like four sentences <laughs> to say mucho. <laughs>
1: Uh, in case you couldn't tell, that was a hell of a Sunday for Callaway, and that is probably an understatement. It started with Callaway staffer Michelle Wee's incredible round, 65 to win the LPGA uh, HSBC Women's World Championship in Singapore in dramatic fashion. We're going to talk a bit about that a bit more later in the show, capped off, by obviously, by Phil's playoff win at the WGC Mexico Championship. Uh, both Phil and Michelle are cruising to victories with full bags of Callaway Clubs, both gaming the Rogue or Rogue Sub-Zero Driver and Fairway Woods. Phil even has a Rogue Hybrid, so i him use that. Uh, X-Forge Irons, Odyssey Putters, and Graphene-Infused Chrome Soft X Golf Balls. And add that to the huge multi-month signing of Club Pro Guy for Callaway's Strata brand. It's proof that it's set up to be a monster year for Team Callaway. For more details and specs on Phil and Michelle's winning bags, uh, visit callawaygolf.com today. Let's get back to DJ Pie. Is it fair to ask if JT's the best player in the world right now?
0: I mean... Yeah, it's it's definitely fair to ask. I don't know what the answer is. I don't either. Um, I mean, j- as Tron will tell you, Dustin is the greatest player of all time. Sure. So, uh, a lot of people are, are having. I some mean, qualms. it depends. Well, it depends what your what your range is, right? Yeah. You know, if, if your range is the last two months, then yeah, it's not even close.
1: People are having some qualms about the official world golf rankings. How is JT won seven of his last thirty two events and not the number one player in the world? It's like, well. I mean, Dustin's also won, like, five events the last, like, 55 weeks or something that are all pretty big, if yeah. you ask me. Great fields. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't get too hung up over, like, number one versus number two versus number four. It's not really what this, the rankings are designed for. They're not a power rankings; It's a mathematical formula. I don't think that's, like, the issue with the rankings. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's a good I mean, question.
0: Well, and, I mean, the other thing is Dustin, all the things JT has done, I mean, Dustin basically did last year as well right you know and all that is still on the books And people are
1: complaining about roms ranking it's like no dude look at the results man like he he is not only winning but he's you know finishing top three top five all over the place like that's that that's has extreme value
0: so times like this i always like to go to the sagarin rankings uh back to my my golf week days talk dirty uh and for those that don't know the difference basically the the official world golf ranking is a two-year window all based on Points and strength of field and all that stuff. Uh, the Sagarin rankings is a one-year window, and it's all based on head-to-head. So, you know, if you if you beat you know if you finish second in a 63-man <clears throat> event, then you're going to be you know 62 and one for that week or, or whatever the mm-hmm. math ends up. I'm falling. Typically, I'm I'm really I I'm, I'm, I ride pretty hard for this. I'm looking at it right now, and it's it's getting a little hard a little to justify. Suspect. Uh, who do you think is number one? Um. Tyrell Hatton, Paul Casey. Okay, i can, I can see that. Can you get down on that. I can see that. Number two, Patrick
1: Cantlay. Okay, what's what's the window in this again? One year. Okay, wow.
0: Patrick Cantlay is one year head to head record three hundred thirty eight. I'm sorry, fifteen hundred and eighty wins against three hundred and thirty eight losses. That's
1: what happens when you make every single. That's cut, pretty good. Uh,
0: number three, Dustin Johnson. Yeah, no surprise. I can see that. Number four, Ricky Fowler. Okay, kind of a surprise. Hmm. I feel like. I haven't heard a lot from him yeah, lately. He's always there, though. Number five, Justin Rose I can feel that. That doesn't surprise me at all. Number six, Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, Hideki, Rom, Jason Day. Note: I haven't said Justin Thomas yet. Whoa, Matt Kuchar, Brooks Kepka. Oh my God, and then Justin Thomas. Okay, but I mean, so basically, uh, just says 13.
1: like you, I mean, if you miss cuts though, and that kills you, right? Totally you lose to a hundred people. Already, yeah, 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 exactly. So it's, I don't know. It's kind of like what do you judge a player on? I, I see the value in that, but I almost feel like you should kind of throw out like the bottom five results. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't thought I this could, through. But like see that. But yeah, like yeah, it, it, that. It, to, golf is, I mean, a really bad week is not any different than like a mediocre week, if that makes sense. Like you're just, right. you're kind of out of it. So yeah. um, we're just out of curiosity. Where does Alex Noren rank on this list? Just the, out of curiosity. I'm up. not trying to stoke the flame here. Rolling. I'm looking for a new Norrin. Actually, I may make Terrell Hatton the new Norrin. I'm just, I'm just trolling Scrolling. for the record. Don't anybody. Uh,
0: 28. Okay, he's between Brant Snedeker and Louis Oosthuizen. Okay,
1: I kind of like this. We should check in on the SAGs more SAGs often. are. Great, especially yeah. if
0: you're looking to gamble and yeah, like make money. This is this is your heat map. That's of, a better of who's yeah. yeah. Well.
1: That's that's a bunch of better power rankings than the World yeah. off rankings are. But yeah, people need to stop treating the rankings like they are a power rankings. So agree. All I can say is I'm happy. Or we should start our own power ranking. We should do that. We yeah. should totally do that. Um, I'm happy he and uh, JT and DJ are American because yeah, that's no doubt a pairing I'd like to see. Probably won't happen, but. Um, all right. So we mentioned uh, Hatton. Uh, just wanted to note Cabrera Bayo and Kierdeck were both awesome. It was great to have like a truly international mix. There in was world some goal. world in the World Golf Championship. There was some world. It was not in the United States, which is a rarity. And there were some uh, some big names at the top from all over the place. So that was entertaining.
0: If you could put a WGC anywhere in the world, where would you put it? I would love.
1: Uh, so in my head, I say I would love to put one in Australia. Yeah. But I every time that. Like something like this happens, I'm like oh, I'd love like more Asian events. They happen in the middle of the night. People don't watch them. It's true. I probably don't stay up and watch them. And my players won't go to them. There's a reason why the, the a lot For of these sure. events are totally. in North America. I mean, there's
0: the, people are talking about. <laughs> well, we can just shoot from the hip. There's no consequences yeah. to, to what
1: we're saying. So yeah, <laughs> we should. And people are saying we should put one in South Africa. It's like, man, you're
0: not going to get. It's hard like, to that's, go Honda. Johannesburg. Right. To, you know, Rory just
1: skipped this week and he's in Florida. I assume right now, like it's, 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 you're not going to get guys, you know, the the WGCs aren't, they're great cash grab. They're great for world rankings, but they're not essential for a lot of these guys. And for sure, like some of these guys chopping this off this year was kind of interesting. Spieth was a late commit to it. He wasn't positive. He was going to go. I'm not positive how much the players really like, Mexico city. Like I've heard some of the caddies saying that they were not allowed to leave the hotel this week. And it's just kind of, I don't know. I have I, I, some, you know, a lot of those things kind of are factored into whether or not you want to go to an event, whether or not you feel comfortable in a place. And you know, there's jokes about the food and like what it does to your system and all that stuff. It's, it's, like I said, there's, there's a reason why they have one in Akron every year because the players don't complain and they go collect their money and it fits in the schedule. So
0: there's that T.J. Fridays in Akron too. That it's that's popping. It's popping.
1: It's <laughs> popping. Um, so I think Mexico is a happy balance of hey, we we got one outside the U.S. It's it's an important market for golf and for it's it's cool event in every everything like watching the fans and watching the players interact with the fans and the way the fans treat the golfers and just the crowd noise and no idiots yelling. Like it's it seems really cool. It's it's like a fun change of pace in in so many it feels respects. kind of
0: untainted almost. Like- yeah. Like the event hasn't existed long enough for people to screw it up, right? And <laughs> it feels like, how it feels.
1: and maybe the TV just they do a good job kind of displaying it, but I feel like the people that are there t- really treat it like a special event. Totally, and they're super excited. And then, I, don't oh, know. I mean,
0: last year I I only basically watched a little bit throughout the week, but mostly today. Um, but I remember watching last year. I mean, fans were turned up. It was yeah. so awesome to watch. And
1: they got that one volunteer that's pumping people <laughs> yeah, up, exactly. like. I like it. Um in, in that same vein, like we I think we were kind of both rooting for a lot of people were rooting for Sharma today, yeah. sleeping on the fifty-four hole lead and the kind of this identity crisis or struggle that WGCs are. It's it's like I mean, it's usually, you know, the limited fields and it's only the top players in the world. So it's usually the rich get richer and kind of separate separate mm-hmm. themselves even more from like the next tier of players. So to see a guy in his first career PGA tour start have a chance to win i was rude. like that would have been such oh, a cool story awesome. I, I mean it,
0: and it's kind of a dream i mean that's basically a dream scenario for the tour for the tournament organizers for all the other tours that are involved in the tournament i mean everything because it's, maybe not the networks but <laughs> yeah maybe that's that's fair uh i think it worked out okay fair. yeah they're good. um but you know someone like sharma it's not really like a lack of access to the wgcs i don't think i mean there are a shitload Oh yeah, of names in there that I, you know, it's hard to find people that watch too much more golf than you and I. And I guarantee there are about 15 names on this leaderboard that I would not be able to match up with the photo of the the player. Correct. Uh, so it's not really act, you know, lack of access. It's just a matter of, you know, typically the best players are the best and (laughs) that's why they keep winning these things and, and just snuffing those dudes out. So, uh, it was awesome to see Sharma play so well i don't know what you can do to promote that or what you can do to really kind of make sure that it keeps happening other than just play it of, at a
1: golf course like this yeah I well mean, that's fair chipotle yeah. golf club uh <laughs> by the way you chipotle to the golf club de chipotle pack or whatever it's actually called the, the subliminal advertising i literally got chipotle as soon as the broadcast <laughs> was done today like i had to like it was in my head the, the entire week um so and we touched on it, but along that same vein, it's so cool to watch guys watch professional players play at a, on a course that, if we're talking about from a strictly golf course perspective, has no business hosting a tournament of this magnitude. Like it, ju- it's it just like does Your opinion, man. It's it's a <laughs> it's it is my opinion, but I mean, my God, you can look at it. It's it's about sixty two hundred yards when you factor in the altitude, which is hilarious. That's great. Like yeah. I, it's so you always like I don't know. I've always pictured golf courses I grew up on. I'd be like, that'd be so cool to watch pros just come play it and not and the course protects par decently well, which isn't important, but it's interesting to watch guys, you know, play a really short course and sixteen under is not that low of a score to win. No, but it's not necessarily like great architectural elements that create the (laughs) challenges. It's more conditions and trees, really, overhanging trees.
0: And I mean I think I'm Probably loosely quoting Phil here in saying that, you know, the recovery shot is is the most interesting aspect of golf. And Shout so, out Club f- Pro Guy for uh, yeah, there were some punch outs that yeah. could have used some help. This yeah. is a big punch Terrell out. Terrell Hatton with a huge it's punch just... out. His punch out mistake kind of cost him the tournament. Yeah, this today. is true. This is true. <laughs> that's yeah, why this you is, practice those things. This is why we should have
1: had. He should have got a sponsor's exemption. Yeah, but I totally agree. Maybe but that's what Phil was in the CEO's ear about on that playoff
0: hole, like sponsor exemptions yeah, for Club Pro Guy. Possible. Um, but it, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, from a viewer's perspective, I absolutely loved watching today because I love watching guys hit it in horrible spots and try to find their way out. That's, I think as exciting as it gets. So from that perspective, I think it's awesome from a lot of other perspectives. I think it, it sucks. I'm <laughs> um, you know, borrowing from Andy Johnson, the fried egg who said some great stuff on our live show right after the last putt dropped. Which is basically, you know, you mentioned the conditioning. When you have that many trees, there's no way you're going to get sunlight, airflow, all that stuff to, to grow grass the way that you need to. So that's why you see a lot of kind of shitty-looking <laughs> spots out there. Which, uh, again, <laughs> is kind of awesome, though. <laughs> agree. Totally agree. From uh, And it's kind of the anti-Augusta effect as far as, you know, people watch the Masters and then they freak out when they see a brown patch on their club and golf, you know they go blow up their super and golf gets more expensive and you know it's just this whole horrible trickle effect
1: brown's not necessarily bad no not at all this Uh, golf course it might be though (laughs) maybe well I mean, just like patches underneath trees that are clearly like all right we can't grow grass here but at the same time don't hit it there but yeah
0: it was so from that perspective it's you know i could kind of see it go either way from the whole you know andy's width and angles test uh not great (laughs) <laughs> obviously not for, so much from that perspective you know I think his his line was you know imagine if you watch tennis and all they did was just hit it to the center of the court each time that wouldn't be very exciting and so the idea is you know angles and working the corners and doing all that stuff his golf course definitely didn't have a lot of that however uh, I don't think that ever really comes across all that great on TV um, anyways even if you have the most strategic golf course you have to do such a good job of storytelling and explaining right. that and and doing that and you know nbc did a great job but when you have that many players on the course at the same time when you have that much shit going on all at once it's really hard to do that and so it's hard to stop the action and like totally really yeah.
1: outlay the elements of a shot value
0: which i think is, so all of this is kind of a really long way of explaining why i don't mind the course slash kind of really like it uh, just because I think it's entertaining as hell. And it's, it's a great change of like, pace. picture that versus Doral. No, 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 I no. mean, it's like, ah,
1: it, it's, it, my take is I hate the golf course so much that I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's so unfitting for a tournament that, like this, that it's great. It really yeah. is. Like, it really is. It's like, all right, this is a true, look, we all got to play the same course and totally. we're all getting minimum 50 K to be here and getting a ton of ranking points. Like, let's go have fun. And, the guys handle it pretty well. Maybe maybe it's just us that kind of dislike it. Guys pros don't mind narrow. They really don't. They, that's a lot of them kind of view that as a good test and a good, you know, they don't necessarily like to think as much as we would like them to think. So,
0: Well, and you mentioned, you know, the, so the winning score was what 16, mm-hmm. which is not crazy. It's, no. if anything kind of high. Yeah. For well, maybe not high. I mean it's kind of right on right around the middle. Right on yeah, right on par with everything else. I mean there were it seemed like guys were driving all over the like driving greens all over the place, like and par hitting, fours that aren't supposed every to be par drivable. Five. Yeah. but there were there were six eagles total, really for the week. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, there were six no. eagles in round four.
1: I was gonna say because it's like Sharma Char- eagled the first yeah. hole twice. Um, no, 26 but like, eagles for the week. Some of the par fours are just clearly not like risk reward drivable par fours that guys are like trying to drive and almost getting clear, like 400 yarders. It's kind of, a, that's the part that's hilarious, but just, I mean, the bunkering is terrible. Like, well, and really so the, bad. the other
0: thing that I think is interesting. And again, I, I'm, I'm definitely not saying anything new for anybody who reads Andy's stuff or follows his stuff, but he's big on beating this drum that, you know, the way that you test really long players is not by making the golf course longer. I think that's right. probably one of the biggest mistakes golf ever made was, Man, these players are hitting the ball so far. Like we, I think we need to you move know, the tees back. Yeah, we need to move these tees back. Really, really punch these long players in the face. It's like, no, that <laughs> does everything except punch them in the face. That that just rewards them even more. And so. That's where you think you know Sharma wasn't somebody that hit it super long. Mm-mm. I don't know where Hatton is, kind of on the on the I spectrum. It doesn't seem like he's a bomber. No, Phil obviously moves at JT, but it you know it's a mix of guys. That's that's, that's what we want. I know. So like I legitimately, Brian Harmon T five. I wouldn't
1: move this. I would not move this. No. I love. It. I hate it so much that I love it, and that it's it's a perfect disaster. It's great. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm in. The altitude factor is great. NBC does such a good job too of laying out what the yardage really actually is. Otherwise. You know, guys hitting irons from 300 yards into par fives would look kind of dumb, but you do the math, it's like actually 250, and, you know, it's not that tough of a carry. But as
0: far as as far as NBC goes, by the way, I don't think—I I get kind of self-conscious that we're, you know— Too be, hard on That CBS. we're being unfair yeah, yeah. Or like, disproportionate. I could not have been more locked into coverage. That's great. And I'm locked into coverage watching— Sharma, who's a dude I've never heard of before this week, and Tyrrell Hatton, who I can kind of, you know, whatever, yeah. can kind of take or leave as far as watching on TV. Sure. But I'm locked in, and it's because they do, they just do such a, like, it is better. It <laughs> it's not close. really is. And, and they, they didn't even have Johnny. They had Peter Jacobson, who I'm not, you know, usually not a giant fan, but I thought he did a great job. He's better in the booth than, yeah.
1: or like, as yeah, the color guy. Than,
0: uh, Dan Hicks is so. Man, good. that he's guy has phenomenal.
1: grown on me a lot. Yeah. I used to think he was pretty dull, but his call for JT's whole out was fantastic. He his excitement just seems very genuine. Yeah, Whereas, I think you
0: just connect with him. I think Nance is almost like a victim of his own success yeah. at this point. He's too big of a deal. Like he's playing, I think Tron said it, he's playing the character <laughs> of Jim Nance at this point. And it's I mean so he, true. Yeah, that's hard. He's in a hard spot. I don't really know what you can do, but Dan Hicks just. You watch Dan Hicks, you're like, okay, cool. I I've met that guy. Yeah. I know that guy. I'm I'm listening to what he has to say.
1: But maybe I mean maybe I just don't notice it, but do they use music and stuff between like for transitions between segments and stuff? Like I mean, I mean I the mean, fact the that whole you... thing just seems so much less produced, right? It's so much more golf. Which and... takes so much more
0: producing. Right. To do that. Exactly. You know? They don't lean on I'll point again, I, I mentioned it in the live show, I mentioned it on Twitter, but a point to something so simple as Phil blew it. I forget what hole it was. It was like 13 or 14 and he blew it way wide left, just like left the face open and blew it wide left. And they had an ultra slow-mo, however many frames per second shot, tight shot of his driver. You can see it going off the face straight left and they got into that shot and out of that shot in probably seven seconds and told the story and told the story and the, and it adds value. It makes you smarter as a viewer. It makes you you yeah. know it makes you care about where the next shot's going. It makes you care about his next tee shot. It does all these different things. that are so important. And they didn't take like CBS would have gone. They would have gone to a twenty second transition of fans running around and then now here's a shot of downtown mexico city and now here's this and now okay we'll take you back this was just a moment ago and it's it's such a hard uh thing to square on as far as you know just just produce more or less i don't i guess i don't know how to say it but just it it, it just I really just show golf <laughs> we have, we have no
1: I don't know. Maybe we do. Maybe inherently we do have a bias towards NBC Golf Channel and against CBS. But there's nothing personal. Like our, our like our families don't like. My dad was never like fired from CBS <laughs> or something. I feel like people think that we we have like just a true bias. But it's if you can't see the difference between the way those these last two weekends have gone, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. And it helps so much with Thursday Friday on the Golf Channel to just have all of that NBC continuity there. I mean it did the cuz uh, Chris Paisley was leading on Friday. Louis right. Uytasen was too and Sharma was way up the leaderboard. What do you think the chances are going into that Thursday that there's a production meeting and guys are like, "All right, guys, we got to get some Chris Paisley shots in there. Like, let's plan on this." <laughs> no, like they reacted to what was going on and they're showing it every shot live for these guys in the in the latter half that afternoon. That's tremendous value that would just never happen in a CBS broadcast.
0: I've never really thought about it this way before, but if you give yourself kind of a quick scan, give your memory a quick scan of kind of the most exciting golf tournaments you've ever watched from a non-major perspective. Yeah. I'm kind of struggling to come up with ones that are CBS broadcasts. And I think NBC almost kind of tricks you into thinking it's more exciting Maybe. than it is a lot of the time. And it's and good thought. What's the first it, tournament you thought of, by the way? I thought of the players. Like okay. Ricky winning the yeah, players. That's good.
1: I thought of the Valspar in 2015. Reed, which is an NBC Reed. event. Yeah.
0: You know, and and... I mean, part, I think of Bay Hill. I think of, yeah. you know, all these different things. And maybe it's part luck, you know, getting a draw of better events, but I don't think it's entirely luck. Yeah. I mean,
1: Travelers last year was CBS. That was that really was great. exciting. Yeah. Um, tour Championship, that's it's that, NBC. That's NBC. Good call. Wow. Really good point. Maybe I don't it's Dan Hicks. He, like, it's got a spell on us.
0: But, uh, but you know, it's just, I don't know. Okay.
1: Well, well we've been too nice. Let, what, we did have one major criticism of the broadcast this week. The misuse of Bones. We that was it. a
0: miss. That was a miss, for sure. And Roger I Maltby. wonder if... Yeah, yeah, well... Rog, well? <laughs> uh, Raj, what do you, what's he got down there? Well? Uh, I don't know what... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they handle Bones. I mean, I got to think that they brought him in partially f- exactly for today, right? Like I would hope so. But I, I'm, I can picture... Uh, I, I can, wonder if they got too deep inside their own head. That's what that, I'm thinking. Hey, we want to make sure that we feel it, ultra unbiased. It wouldn't Which feel I actually right. kind of respect them for missing on that side <laughs> rather than being super biased True. on the other side.
1: I, rather than, I think maybe it was a conscious decision of we shouldn't have Bones commenting on Phil.
0: And they did bring him in. A little bit to I mean, ask they, him some specific yeah. questions, which was good. But what man, was the, the whole thing that he was talking about how good of a Jenga player Phil was? I missed that. I missed that. One. That's the case. But like
1: on coming up the 72nd hole, Phil is talking to his, his brother, his caddy, and like a great, great situation to kind of go to bones. But what hey, they, yeah, what are they saying? You've been in this spot yeah. with Phil. What does Phil say on the 72nd hole? Is he asking about like a trade going down in the NBA or something <laughs> like
0: that? You know, that that's perfect. I also wonder if. Bones, and maybe you have more insight on this than I do, but I wonder if Bones uh, is kind of tries to play a little bit of that close to the chest. Like he doesn't feel like he wants to betray the code, stuff that Phil has said on course, and it's not his place to share that stuff. I don't know. It's it's a hard situation.
1: But if the thinking was, all right, you know, we can't. This there's too much history there. We can't really have him there, or maybe there's a bias there. He was literally on Justin Thomas's bag less than totally. two months ago. <laughs> like you made this point, true. I'm stealing yeah. this take from you. But yeah. he was on his bag and could be a future candidate. I don't. I, I legitimately have no answer of how long Jimmy's going to caddy for, for Justin. Jimmy's.
0: I really hope Bones stays put. Yeah, no I, I do too. I'm biased in that. <laughs> I mean, him on TV, he's
1: great on TV. But um, yeah, like he Bones could potentially be a candidate for JT's bag in the future. And- he also
0: could be a candidate for Johnny's job. In a few years, Ooh. what about that?
1: Is that not going to go to Faraday? I
0: don't know, man. It's such a waste they have, if it doesn't. They have, that's another kind of yeah. CBS gripe or just, uh, N- NBC gripe. Faraday and Slip. That's uh, <laughs> a NBC gripe that they've they've way underused Faraday. What are they doing? I don't I don't really know what's going on yeah. there. It's, a, it's they they have a little bit. I wonder if they're just kind of getting. You know, we've heard whispers. I think this is probably going to be Johnny's last year, maybe or maybe next year. Sounds like either way, it's it's close to the end here. So I wonder if they're kind of running out the clock a little bit and have too many cooks for a second, and you know, Hmm. things have kind of worked themselves out. But
1: which, by the way, very surprised. I guess I don't know. I shouldn't be, but you know, I I threw out like, man, really miss Johnny in this situation. And people are not. People did
0: not agree. I think people being anti-Johnny and anti-push carts are among the worst takes. And well, we, we got both of them hard this week.
1: Anti-push cart is, is separate that I, I can't see the their, their <laughs> argument on. I can at least understand not liking Johnny Miller. But I want to challenge people to really well, listen to what he says. Oh think my about gosh. it. The, the, and I, I'm guilty of this. We're all guilty of this. Like the 63 at the open thing is way overdone. Like the joke is overdone about him always saying it. Like, I would
0: say it more if I was him. I would, if I had done too, that, I would get a tattoo that said that I didn't. We not.
1: joke about it more now than he actually says it. So I think we can kind of let that go. But just, I challenge you to just listen to what he says and compare that to like with Faldo. Like how many memorable things We can, were sitting,
0: yeah. uh, was it Riviera? I think. Yeah. We were sitting, we watched golf we sat on the couch right there and watched golf for probably six straight hours. We don't do a lot on no, Sundays. No. We probably watched golf for six straight hours and Bubba was getting down to probably maybe the 17th hole or so. And I was kind of thinking about it. And I asked you, I remember I was like, Hey, can you picture like, can you remember one thing Faldo has said today? No. And neither. We're both kind of drawing a blank and it's because he, he's not taking really a stance. he's right. not, sharing any great insights and if you oh my gosh right if johnny was on that broadcast today there would have been 15 things they that missed I, I would have said i didn't know this before he told me right or i didn't think of it that way right. or that was hilarious when he said that and or it's subconscious anything. too it just kind of totally. goes
1: right into your veins the, somebody the thing i when you made that question or asked that question about faldo i thought of somebody i read a tweet somewhere somebody said all right avatar is like one of the top five gross movies of all time can you name one line from that movie? Can you name or one character? That's what I think of Fawda yeah, at the end of every round. But that's like, fair. Johnny provi- like, sure maybe he gets on your nerves and there's he says some things that are dumb overall and are petty and whatnot. But man, in how that, much though. better is that <laughs> yeah. than than again taking miss nothing. on that side? Yes, oh, I, I'm I'm totally in agreement. So again, if you dislike Johnny, I just challenge you when he's back to like just listen in and think like, all right, is this guy making upping my entertainment value? Well, and
0: that's how I was going to say. So picture, you know, that's our biggest gripe with CBS, right? Is that, you know, the, the energy just gets sucked out of the broadcast and things kind of fall apart and you end up looking at your phone and, and <laughs> all totally. this stuff. And think about how many little things we've mentioned about NBC that just keep that keep up all the time. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's Johnny's a perfect example of, let's say the action gets slow for three minutes, four minutes, five minutes they have all these little things that kind of fill in, you know, it it just makes the whole thing so much better. Yeah.
1: Um yeah, you mentioned some of the cool camera shots they got in, you know, without it feeling like over sponsored or overproduced and way too in on themselves, like they're just there to tell the story and uh and I, I I we need to do an analysis on commercial time, NBC versus CBS. I don't know if it's like a tour mandated thing or all that still feels so dumb to me to see a PGA Tour commercial during the PGA <laughs> during Tour PGA broadcast. Tour.
0: like it seems like they got a lot of young stars i'm interested in learning more about that's the only
1: way i learn about them yeah. is in those
0: commercials but uh, <laughs> da, 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 <laughs> um so yeah it like, did seem like they maybe front loaded commercials yeah. a little bit today i didn't it notice, notice like it as the much end near was, the end was pretty good
1: but um, all right i pretty much tackle we're going we have a couple more questions at the end but i b- before we get to those i want to talk I stayed up and watched LPGA last night. Yeah, how was that? Lit. Yeah, man. So we get we get some criticism for not covering the LPGA enough. Totally valid. Very fair criticism. Very very valid. All right, we barely have enough time to cover PGA Tour golf. Um, So, but it is an initiative for us for the coming year to get into more LPGA stuff. We're going to be attending an LPGA coming in a couple weeks. In a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, Don't want to spoil it too soon here. Um, I'm going to be hoping doing some really fun stuff with a couple of the ladies from the LPGA tour. Very excited about that. But I sort of, I sat up and watched it, and was I was enthralled. But again, not to take it back to CBS, the I, I I don't know what the plug was. I think it was some kind of British feed that went straight to Golf Channel, but the production value was incredible. Like, just telling the story, building the drama, but even it, it, in the European style, it felt like a Sky Sports broadcast. It might have been one. I really don't know. But um, Angel Stanford was on the opposite nine and shot 29 and they got a camera on her and told the story before she even finished the nine like that would just never ever happen in the cbs broadcast but michelle we wins for the first time since 2014 parallel line to phil not winning for the first time since 13 pretty amazing danielle kang was up there nelly corda lydia co made a run jessica corda made a little bit of a run that was I was entertained. That was a really cool golf course. the The fairways were really wide and really entertaining. The green complexes were awesome. Watching the girls try to balance, like try to try to the, the, the Bermuda like was shining. Like you could totally see where all the <laughs> green was going, and I it was that part was really entertaining to me. And watching them strategically plot their way around golf
0: courses was great. So well, I'm what, excited to get more LPGA. What was the biggest difference watching the telecast for you between that and, and a tour event? Um. Just think, in the way, in the style of play, and all they
1: made stuff. everything they looked at. They made they they made every putt. Like Daniel Kang was rolling in par, but like getting up and down from everywhere. So they were making bomb eagle putts. It felt like every putt was going in the hole. Like it was honestly just a fantastic tournament. Michelle We shot sixty five, to hold a thirty six footer from off the green on the eighteenth to to win it. Um, it was it, it's yeah. I don't watch enough to really have like a full, you know, com- thing to compare it against. But it felt totally different in that. You know, they are like Nelly Cordos hitting drives and like leaning left or right. And legitimately, the ball was less than five yards from the center <laughs> cut line of the fairway. Like their accuracy is unbelievable. And uh, I saw a couple, there were a couple miss missed fairways, shockingly. But it's, 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 their games are just more relatable than to somebody like you and I. Like we, people who just
0: hit a lot of fairways, the, <laughs>
1: the distances and stuff. And just like the, yeah. uh, what our dispersions should be. Like that's what theirs actually are, and right. they're so tight. Like everything is so tight, and um, we got a lot of work to do on the LP- LPGA side. But man, I got me excited.
0: Well, that's kind of what I was going to say. Is a week like that where someone like Michelle Wee wins? It's so funny. It, it almost makes you feel, or makes me feel like a the way most people interact with the PJ Tour, which is yeah, I have kind of a passing knowledge yep. of yep. the players and the courses and the events, but I don't really pay attention unless someone big wins, uh, which is. What happened. What happened. And it totally makes me... like. It was a Saturday night and that's how I spent my time. But that's where, you know, you can... It's just kind of fun to see that effect in real life because we're going to watch every tour event no matter what for the most part. Uh, But it's fun to see, you know, when someone like Michelle Wee wins, it as. Self-conscious as I am about you know f- being kind of a casual fair passing fairweather fan. Fair yeah. fan, I'm still like, oh wow, that kind of makes me like excited to go watch it now. That, right, that sounds even better.
1: Jessica Corder won last week in Thailand, and her 19 year old sister almost won this week. She was one putt away on the, which is crazy. Hole. By
0: the way, I remember when I was working for Golf Week, I went to LPJQ Q School a couple times in Daytona Beach, and I remember I think I went like the first year Jessica Corder was trying to get her card. And she had this sister, Nellie, who was, yeah, probably twelve at that time. And so that's why you said that. You're like, oh yeah, Nellie Korda's playing really well. i like, oh, I think you mean Jessica. Her sister's really young. She can she couldn't possibly be on the LPGA now. And that's I'm just getting old really fast.
1: For those that don't know the story too about Jessica Corda, she had surgery in the off season. They and I, I I might get the details wrong, but they essentially she has like she had a massive overbite and she it was causing her big time headaches and it was very difficult for her to sleep she had surgery like her jaw got broken into 3 places and like they 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 did something with her nose too for her breathing and she's like, had been like, her face has been numb for like months. And she looks totally different now. Like, they reset her jaw. And, like if you compare the two pictures, she just looks like a completely different person. She almost didn't recognize herself in the mirror. Um, and she came back to Thailand in Thailand last week and won. Like, a totally unexpected. Was expecting nothing out of her game.
0: We should make a video where one of us does that and see if it helps. <laughs> if it helps to get golf game. Yeah. It could take your mind off things. I don't know. No, but
1: Free up uh, a bit. I think Ann Nichols wrote wrote an article that was really really interesting about it. And
0: uh, Ann and I share share a birthday. Oh,
1: good good <laughs> info for that's, the listeners by uh, LPGA knowledge, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, all right, uh, big cat playing Valspar. Whoo. A big week, huge big tournament. i kind of exhausted. I, need, I feel
0: like I need a week to catch up. But this, this is it. This, won't stop.
1: This is low key like the best stretch of the PGA Tour season. Because yeah. it starts to get nice out. People start playing golf on the weekend instead of watching golf. And then it's like Greenbrier week. And yeah. uh, so this take it. You know, soak up this stretch. This is a really good stretch. I know we got major season coming up, but man, it doesn't get much better of a stretch that, of like good PGA Tour golf than what we've had the last few weeks and these coming weeks.
0: So I was. um I was kind of shocked to hear the Valspar thing. To be honest, I mean, I saw Bob Herrig wrote a piece, you know, basically listing out the reasons why Tiger should play Valspar. And Bob's from Tampa, and he doesn't usually. He's he definitely doesn't play it fast and loose, kind of with the uh, with the rules or with the the opinions or the you know stuff like that. Yeah. So when he wrote that, I was kind of like, oh, shit, maybe he he might know something here that mm-hmm. that everybody else doesn't. And uh Yeah, turned out he was right. I love it, man. I'm so pumped. I think it's like the way he's playing, I think it's a perfect place for him to go play. I mean, I think he's going to ball strike it to death, hopefully. And uh, I don't know how he's going to drive it. I think it's it's a little different than Honda. Um, I really liked Andy. I'm borrowing a lot from Andy in this podcast, I feel like. But I really liked uh, his whole theory on, hey, maybe Riviera was too open for him. And it's harder for players when when they don't have a really 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 defined uh, you know start line and finish line. Uh, it it kind of makes their brains freak out a little bit and and they end up driving it worse than when there's hazards on both sides. Tampa I think is kind of a mix of those two things if I'm remembering it right. I've been there a couple times, but you know I think trees probably don't really you know kind of tree line fairways don't really feel the same as maybe hazards or OB or any of that. So I don't know where he's gonna land kind of on that spectrum, but. I don't know man it seems like a place where you can hit a lot of a lot of irons off tees a lot of 3 woods off tees and and hopefully be in the mix
1: but I'm also kind of thinking you know how like if you ever have like a good round of golf and you sit around for a couple of days thinking, thinking about your <laughs> I need good to go round play golf, again thinking about your good round of golf and you go back out it's never never right there you start tricking your that's that's I'm not saying that's what Tiger's going through that's what I'm going through with Tiger You
0: kind of almost went full Camilo this week by the way I almost
1: did <laughs> Yeah I actually kind of did <laughs> go full did. Camilo this yeah. week um, I uh, I think I, I I'm just gonna getting in my head picturing Tiger contending, and it's, we're probably more due for a slip back week. And my I'm I'm guessing on a course he doesn't have a lot of history but, on. But, but what, what if, if he, he won? But what if
0: he won? <laughs> what if we had? I mean, will Tiger win this year? I was I was big firmly in the camp of no uh, until I mean, he's looked really really good. I'm mean, I I'd say yes.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm. I'm struggling picturing where though. If it's not like Memorial, <laughs> I don't know. He started in Bay Hill would be Bay Hill's like awesome.
0: I mean, yeah, that could be that could be the place for sure.
1: I, I forget where I've heard, but I remember it being a pretty incredible. I credible, think maybe
0: we'll. I mean, the Valspar thing's cool. Maybe that you know he's doing like a one in four thing or something. I don't know. Um, you know the the whole rule on you got to play a new event, but I mean maybe he maybe he adds a bunch of new stuff this year. I mean he's not getting into wgc's he's not getting you know there's yeah stuff like that I hope I mean, maybe john Deere. oh god how good would that be it would never happened it's right before the British. hello world yeah
1: <laughs> um all right got a couple questions i think we should get to okay um my buddy brad bachman which european player has the best chance to win a major this year and which one will they win
0: fleetwood Right, I like that.
1: I said Rom. I mean, Rom. Oh. it's kind of a default. God, I always yeah. forget about Rom. Rum is easy to forget. The A1 I don't know one is how European. he's so
0: fucking good. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I always forget about him, but I, I, I'm still going to say Fleetwood.
1: I said Rom PGA. I think I picked Rom to win the PGA. So
0: I'm going to say Fleetwood at the U.S. Open.
1: Okay. Um, he also asked this hypothetically: if you had to wager the Kill House on who will win the <laughs> Masters, and you could have the quartet of DJ, Phil, Rory, and Rose. Or the field, which are you riding with and why?
0: DJ, Phil, Rory, Rory and, and Rose. Rose. I would take the field. I'm taking the field there. Speeth, JT. Yeah.
1: If you've thrown Baba, Spieth in that, Spieth's going to win like, Elf, like 20 Masters. Tiger. That's a good
0: question, though. I love I love questions.
1: Like yeah, that. That. that's a good question. And Joe Shearer asks, big one after the last two weeks, who are you taking, JT or Spieth? There's no criteria there. He just yeah, says, that's a pretty open-ended-ass taking, ass question JT there? or Speeth.
0: Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I mean like forever well let's let's define the parameters we can, we can make it whatever let's we want let's define the parameter. you de- you define the parameters
1: no I love it I love it open like this <laughs> who are you taking you gotta, it you doesn't gotta even, in a fight you gotta make like your case
0: yeah. uh, I'm Spieth I, I like I, yeah. I don't know I was talking to you about this earlier this is such a like admittedly very stupid stance that I don't like and I'm self-loathing about but every time I watch JT I'm still it hasn't calculated for me how good he is yeah I mean, it's. I still kind of watch them. I'm like, ah, you know, the body, yeah, Rory and Spieth and Dustin and all these other guys. You know, they're they're really the elites. And now I'm like, oh my god, no, they're not. He is right there with all of them and for whatever reason it just hasn't clicked in my brain yet
1: imagine how excited we would have been if rory was in the playoff today versus jt and how like exactly i think that's kind of what i'm trying to say yeah, yeah. which is wrong on our totally. part totally <laughs> like it, it's we've gotten way too used to jt being in cont- this is his third playoff this season god already <laughs> like jesus uh would have would have been his third win um
0: uh, i still it's I, it's i'm still taking Spieth. I, In this weird uh, open-ended question of which I don't really know what I'm committing to, I'm going to take speed, so Porter has
1: written about this recently. And, like, you know, should we should we have this conversation of who's better, j t? what
0: is it could get awkward because I don't know if you guys they're actually friends. What, they know each other.
1: What is Spieth better than than j t right now? speed's putting can be kind of misunderstood he's like a really good mid-range putter
0: his short putts are not great
1: not great um i mean his iron is a really really good putter
0: gee i I mean i don't know i'm not really looking at the numbers but i feel like jt drives it better yeah i feel like speed hits his irons better and i feel like maybe their putting kind of cancels each other out in a weird way yeah
1: um, I at the same in this along the same vein, I think it happens too frequently that we forget how good Jordan is, and we kind of did that. That's what I was gonna say, yeah, in yeah. 2016. Totally. Um, and that I mean, last year 2017 was spectacular, he won a freaking major last year. Like, that's not a small, he won like two majors ago, he won a major. So, I there's mean, no I, death of I Jordan. I was thinking Speed about Pierre. today.
0: Think about how close he is to having like six majors. <laughs> I'm not joking.
1: (laughs) He almost won the Open at St. Andrews. Yeah, he was second at the PGA in 2015 in Whistling Straits. He should have won the 2016 Masters. Like 2015
0: Masters, he's in the final group too. I mean, he got his doors blown off. But or uh, 2014,
1: correct? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a. I mean, at the same time, like Jack (laughs) Nicholas has like. 36 yeah. top three finishes in majors that aren't wins or something like that so well,
0: jack would have counted speeds to u.s junior wins this as, is majors true. as well this is true <laughs> um
1: yeah we did get we got a ton of questions we asked too close to the recording time here's another good one from burke burke's defco shout out to burke from now till the end of the season who would you take tiger
0: or phil oh what a good question it's phil yeah, I mean, Come on. yeah, it's it's yeah, it's Phil. I but we've also seen Phil kind of burn himself out. Yeah, as well. So throwing footballs. Into the yeah, stage. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Who knows? He could take up like falconry or something. I know he's bigging with big Greenbrier. Maybe he gets deep in the falconing scene. He doesn't even want to play golf anymore.
1: D Johnson swag asked, "How butt hurt were you when your crush JT didn't win?" Will you I attest was directed at you? Yeah, I know that. <laughs> Will you attest to who I was rooting for in the playoff?
0: Uh, yeah, he was he was pretty pretty pumped to see Phil yeah. get it done. Ah, I was rooting for Phil. Yeah. That's a much better story. Yeah, yeah, JT's
1: he's won a lot already. Like I feel like honestly, JT was like rooting for Phil to be in that playoff.
0: Many yeah. people on the live show said JT threw the event, <laughs> which is a very spicy take. That is a spicy one, but I, that one's taken too
1: far, obviously. But I think legitimately, he I don't want to say he's bored with winning regular tournaments already, but wow. but. Kind like in Korea, it was weird how disinterested he was in that tournament. How really? How not? I, I'm disinterested isn't the right word. He was just so worn out, so fatigued. He was so ready to get back home that it didn't really even register with him that he won. And you know, we won last week in Honda. I, I, again, I'm not saying he's like completely bored with the winning tournaments, but I think he was kind of like pumped to be in the arena with Phil. Like that has to be a childhood totally dream of some kind, and probably cooler experience, especially knowing he was 11 shots off the lead and shouldn't have been there. That was probably more of a thrill to him than winning last week at Honda. Plus, but, he
0: probably had side action with Phil.
1: Probably did. <laughs> probably did. I think that was what Phil was telling the CEO. Yeah, that exactly. Trying to you know, run some tips over to a, to the bookie. He
0: was trying to get a parlay. Again.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the questions, Tyler Davis, did JT intentionally miss that putt in the playoffs, so he didn't alienate more fans by beating Phil.
0: Wow. That's, oh, so it was a PR move. Yeah. yeah. Smart. Try wow. to get people back. Very heady. Uh, we talked about this in a lot to show. the Excel Sports Management Group thinking that one through. After the
1: feedback, uh, after him ejecting the fan last week, do we think he's up for some kind of harassment from fans going forward?
0: No, I don't think. I think really, these, I think these things have such a small, short shelf life. Like I kind of oh, already man. forgot about that before you mentioned it. Like, yeah,
1: but some people were, and we didn't get, we didn't record a podcast last week. We talked about it on the live show, but a lot of people were asking like our take on it. I thought, for one, I'm probably not the person to weigh in. People are gonna accuse me of being biased of towards JT, which is not unfounded opinion <laughs> at all. Um, I thought you
0: were gonna say, which is not the case. No, no, I was no. Get no, ready no. to jump in. No,
1: no, no, no. I, I, I. Yeah, uh, there's, let's not, let's not coat let's this. And, on. Yeah. yeah. No, no, but I, I try to. I don't know. Like I said, this if it happened to Luke List, if he kicked somebody out. I don't think that's the big story from Honda. Oh, totally. I, it, yeah, that's, that's It true. got so carried away. Yeah, was it? No, it didn't look cool. No, he, yeah, he regrets it. But if he could do it again, he would never do that again. Like, it, it looked terrible. My point was, like, these things happen during the course of tournaments. This isn't, it's a rarity that it gets caught on camera and on audio, but that's not unusual for that to happen. Um, and that if you're trying to win a golf tournament with two holes left and there's somebody that's harassed him maybe three times within that hole alone. And you're thinking I'm entering this cauldron and then I'm going to have to hit all these shots. Like if I can just get rid of this guy, maybe I do it. Yeah, sure. No, it doesn't look cool, but that's not the story of him no, 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 winning sure. in a playoff. I I totally that's agree. the part that, man, it just got way, well, way overblown. As far as
0: like to your original question about, is this going to happen more going forward? I think, I don't know. I look at like you were in Phoenix this year, right? Yeah. And I was there was that last year or a couple of years? I think it was a couple of years ago now when Bubba made the comments about, mm-hmm. you know, I'm only here because my sponsors want me to play this event. He got destroyed the next day. I mean, just yeah. obliterated by fans the next day. Yeah. And now, I mean, you saw it this year. I mean, he's revered again. And, like people, I mean, people just... I think if it was... Maybe if this tournament was Valspar this week and it's kind of close to South Florida and, you know, it's the same people are talking about their you know talking to their friends about going to the tournament and blah 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 and maybe but i think i don't know i just think these things blow over so fast that what about
1: potentially getting rallied by a uh, certain group of people rambunctious group of people that are encouraging people to heckle him
0: oh sure <laughs>
1: that's that could have an effect the stoolies you're saying oh that you, you piece that together <laughs> um there was a call to action by a certain stoolie to yeah. heckle him while he's getting groceries like kind Of could
0: have a downstream effect, it'll be interesting to see, maybe. But I mean, Barstow's probably had five other controversies since, since that was said. I mean, I don't know how people keep up with all this. shit. It's <laughs> like there, there's so many people to be mad at online that it's just it's exhausting.
1: Oh, well, we'll see, it's gonna be interesting. Back in the states, you know, obviously that didn't have the effect in Mexico, but I think it is something to watch. Um, all right, Tampa,
0: Tampa's a pretty chill. Is he playing Tampa? Do we know? I feel like he's due um, for a week off here.
1: He, I don't, know, I don't know, he's got to exercise the demons of the miscut True, yeah, there the last miscut. year. And I don't know, it might be hard for him to go back to the place where he murdered that guy. <laughs> so. the driver off the desk. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I'm not sure, I'm not positive. We should probably have that info. But it's late. It's Sunday night. Yeah. Let's wrap it at that. We were supposed cool. to go like 40 minutes. We went like over an hour. So. All right. Well, too much to talk about. Yeah, it's too much it. fun. Uh, let's get back to what's on tonight, the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Who's going to win Best Picture? Somebody asked that. Uh, man. Big movie guy, DJ Pie.
0: I am. Um... I mean, I'd love to see Get Out win. I don't know. I, I seems unlikely. I, I would love, Big Randy and I were big Phantom Thread fans. Okay. Uh, I think that's too far out there. I think Shape of Water would probably win, which I was kind of into. People thought it was weird, but haven't I heard
1: like of it. any of those three <laughs> movies. So let's get back to Avatar <laughs> right, let's, talk. Let's go. All right, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're gonna have another pod this week with Justin Huber and Luke Guthrie. Probably come out on Tuesday. It's a, it's a good one. Some awesome, awesome stories in that one. Um, I hope yeah i hope people tune into that i think you'll you'll like it so dj pie thanks for coming back over and uh crushing it and uh you guys have a good week thanks for tuning in
0: see ya Uh, be the right club be the right club today that's better than most how about him that is better than most better than most
1: Expect any-